This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, February 5th, 2021. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, how unions are working with governments and businesses to confront the pandemic. How COVID is affecting Africa. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. This is Radio Labour. The International Labour Organization has released a comprehensive report outlining how trade unions, businesses and governments around the world have cooperated in response to the pandemic. The report was prepared by the Workers' Activities Bureau of the ILO. The Bureau works under its French acronym ACTREV. The ILO is the UN-specialized agency focused on matters of work in the world. I talked to ACTREV Director Maria Elena André about the report. I asked her first to explain who are the social partners mentioned in the report. The social partners that we talk about in this report are the ILO tripartite constituents workers, employers, and governments. And social dialogue, according to the ILO, and in the report it's not different from that, concerns all types of negotiations. You know, it can be from a consultation, it can be to a simple exchange of information, but it can also come to real negotiations. In the case of the bipartite dialogue, it can come to collective agreements. So it is important to focus on the fact that when we're talking about social dialogue in, in the report, we're talking about all the different manners that social dialogue can be represented and also all the time bringing either representatives of government with trade unions or employers and trade unions or the three of them together moving forward in relation to the, to the pandemic. Um, I think that if we think that the main goal of social dialogue in itself is to promote consensus building and also the democratic involvement of the main stakeholders in the world of work moving forward in this pandemic is really the heart and the soul of social dialogue in the ILO. I would say that the first conclusion we can draw from the analysis is the fact that if we move towards a collective approach in comparison to an individual approach, we have a win-win situation for workers, employers and governments. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if you look into the data that we have been able to collect in the report, you will see that workers' organizations as active players in social dialogue. We have analyzed 136 countries. What we have observed that in 108, so 81%, used social dialogue in response to the pandemic. And this was with a view to achieving a consensus uh, on, on targeted measures to protect both workers and enterprises. Then if you dig a bit more deeper, you see that at least one form of social dialogue, either tripartite, bipartite, or both, was used, for instance, in 100% of the Arab state countries that were part of the study, in 88% of the Asian and Pacific countries, in 84% of the countries in Europe and Central Asia, in 77% of the African countries, and in 76% of the countries in the Americas. So if we look uh, at out of all these examples, 
tripartite dialogue between governments, trade unions, and employers' organizations took place in 79 countries, and this represents 59% of the 133 countries in the sample. But let's look a little bit at the bipartite dialogue between employers and trade unions. And there, it was reported in 82 out of the 136 countries, 62%. And I think that in a moment when we hear so often people say that collective bargaining, the bipartite dialogue are things of the past, if you look at what employers and workers have done together, you will note that often they have expressed similar concerns over how adequate the measures adopted or proposed uh, for, for the labor market, for the workers and for the companies were, in fact, adapted for the necessary uh, emergencies that we had. As the COVID-19 pandemic started to spread in March 2020, it seemed that Africa would be largely spared because it was experiencing much lower rates of infection. But there are now signs that the situation on the continent is getting much worse. One of the organizations which has been helping trade unions confront the pandemic is ITUC Africa. ITUC Africa is the regional organization of the International Trade Union Confederation. The ITUC represents national labor centers such as the Ghana Trade Union Congress and the AFL-CIO in the United States. ITUC Africa's General Secretary, Kwasia Duamankwa, spoke about the effects of COVID in a recent webinar. COVID-19 has been wrecking havoc across the world since it was declared a pandemic in March 2020 who the WHO has already confirmed over 100 million infections around the globe with over 2.1 million deaths. In Africa, in the course of 2020, the death toll from COVID-19 was initially lower than, the, than what many have predicted. And the continent seemed to have avoided the catastrophe from COVID-19 that many people expected. From the beginning of 2021, the situation has been changing with a surge in infections and a rising death toll. And with a reported figure of over 81,000 deaths out of more than 3.3 million infections from COVID-19, as of January 20. First, the fatality rate of COVID-19 in Africa now is 2.5%. And this actually appears higher than the global fatality rate of 2.2. This is clearly cause for concern for the people of Africa. Work is both the way to address humanitarian emergencies and begin the long road out sometimes into sustainable development paths. That is Guy Ryder, the Director General of the International Labour Organization. The ILO is operated in a tripartite manner with the social partners, governments, business and labour unions working cooperatively. The ILO is warning that the combined effects of the pandemic and an historic drop in employment could increase violent conflict in the world. It has released a video calling for more emphasis on decent work as a key in 
ingredient in social harmony and advancement. The COVID-19 pandemic has cost 495 million full-time jobs around the world to date. The severe loss of jobs, along with growing decent work deficits, can lead to social unrest and conflict. While the impact of this new crisis is global, countries already experiencing conflict and natural disasters may be tipped over the edge as they struggle to cope. Disenfranchised groups become even more vulnerable in the socioeconomic fallout. We are facing a dangerous time for world peace and stability. We already know that decent work is one of the keys to social cohesion and lasting peace. The ILO was founded on this mandate. In 2017, the ILO reinvigorated its commitment to peacebuilding by adopting Recommendation 205, the world's only international normative framework for promoting peace and building resilience in the wake of crises through decent work and employment. Here with his report about union events is Labour Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Each day, Labour Start's volunteers collect hundreds of news items about the struggles of workers and their unions from around the world in 36 languages. Here's a small sample of all that hard work. Our top stories section includes links to coverage of the responses of unions around the world to the military coup in Myanmar, together with how the labor movement in that country is mobilizing opposition to the military government. We also carried news of the positive moves by the new regime in Washington that will make life easier for unions there, and how the Haitian trade unions are increasing their pressure on their government in an effort to force it to resign. The emerging trend in our news coverage this week was the shift from a focus on workplace safety issues faced by unions around the world to the economic impact of the pandemic on workers. Whole industries have been decimated globally, resulting in hardship for tens of millions of the unemployed. Industries especially hard hit include transportation. From trains to trucks, airlines to ships, travel has been restricted, and the scale of the resulting unemployment is staggering. Consumer goods sales have also contracted, affecting supply chains that reach back to already badly paid workers producing garments and electronics in the global south. From the many, many stories on this topic we are carrying, the challenge facing trade unions is both clear and overwhelming. Fight for workplace safety and social safety, while at the same time push for a recovery that benefits workers and not employers. All while also advocating for the immediate relief programs for the workers hardest hit by the economic effects of the pandemic. In countries like Malaysia and much of Central America, unions are also attempting to deal with the return of millions of migrant workers and the loss of the incomes they would normally be earning and remitting to their families in their countries of origin. In countries like Nepal, unions are organizing the unemployed to press for social benefits, whilst in the Philippines they are also preparing for the long-term economic impact of the loss of migrant worker remittances. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news of a new fight for pay equity in Scotland, the fight for control of women's bodies in Poland and where the labor movement there stands on this issue, and the death by gender harassment of an Indian garment worker. The free health and safety newswire we offer in cooperation with Hazards magazine 
carried stories about the impact of COVID-19 on mine workers in Zimbabwe and on the unhealthy working conditions endured by Australian truck drivers. Current campaigns that we are running at the request of unions around the world include an urgent appeal for online solidarity with the trade unions under attack by the government of Kazakhstan. Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. song was written to support a strike for equal pay by women in Scotland. We've lost the name of the artist, so if you recognize the song, please send us a note using this address, email at radiolabor.org. And that's it, international labor news you can use. I'm Marc Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.